Hello everybody and welcome to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana and it is my dream to help all the entrepreneurs in New Hampshire. Um, we do video production work and we help show the why for some businesses. Because a lot of people when they are producing their companies and they have all this love and joy that they want to give out to the community, they often forget to show the why. Why they do it, why they do their work, why they get into what they do to begin with. That's a huge part of why people do what they do. They step out of corporate America and they move into being an entrepreneur of owning their own business, taking on all that risk. And that is what I do to help them. So today I have with me the lovely Piper Turgeon from Eco Chic Interiors. Welcome to the show, Piper. Thank you, Chris. It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> okay. So real estate is near and dear to everybody's heart. It's something that from the time we're little to the time we're old and getting ready to move on that we want a house, we want a place to call home. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about houses, Piper. Great, we'll love that. So a uh, quick story, my daughter bought a house last year and she told me it was her forever house. And I said, well, what does that mean to you? What does your forever house mean? And she said, well, it's gonna be where my husband and I raise our children and we raise our grandchildren and we stay in and, and this is gonna be the last house that we own. So I started thinking, all right, well, how is that going to translate? You're young now, you're 30. So what does your forever home at 30 look like compared to your forever home at 70 or 75 or 80? And I started asking her questions on things she was looking for in the home. And I realized really quick that the things that a 30-year-old needs today are not the same things that myself in my 50s are looking for or somebody in their 70s are looking for. So I thought it would be a good idea to maybe take a few minutes and talk about when you're looking at homes now, and these are homes that you're going to want to stay in forever, what are some of the things that you want to make sure the home has or you have the capability of turning the home into? Okay. So uh, universal design is the hot term right now, and it is just that. It's aging in place. It's having one home that you can stay in and grow in. But it's not just if you get a disability, it's not if you end up in a wheelchair or if you have a walker or things like that. It can translate into just about any part of your life. So if you break your leg, how are you going to get from your bedroom to the main room to a, a working full bathroom with a shower? Do you have single floor living or multiple floors? And what are some of the things that you have to think about for that? Um, I have a few medical problems. I have arthritis in both my knees. So there are some days when it's difficult for me to walk upstairs. So I always have to plan when I get to a certain floor, do I have everything on this floor that I need or is there somebody in this house that can help me get something <laughs> on a different floor if I need it? So what are some of the things that we can do when we're looking at homes now that we can help to plan for in the future? So one of the um, one of the great things now is everybody loves the two-floor living and it's a lot less expensive to buy a two-story home than it is to buy a ranch-style home or a single-floor home. So if you can find a home that has closets that are stacked, so you have a closet on the second floor and one run right underneath it on the first floor, that can always turn into an elevator shaft at some point if you ever need to have an elevator put in. So it's you've already got the structure right there and it's a lot more economical for you to be able to put in an elevator if it comes that way. Um, I think I was talking to someone uh, not too long ago about having your toilet raised off of the floor. Okay. So instead of just having a regular toilet, 
you can have one that's mounted right to the wall and then you can have your sink and your countertop mounted to the wall. Those can be easy if you ever are in a wheelchair and you need to put, um, you need to be able to use your bathroom. But what they're really great for right now is cleaning because it's so much easier to just boom, boom, boom with your, with your mop or your rag than it is to have to go all the way around things. Uh, so that's a couple of things. But I think the one room that I want to focus on right now will be, <coughs> I think what I'd like to focus on right now are some of the things that people are finding they're having trouble with in their homes currently. And that can be your lighting. So it's estimated that in 2030, 48% of the population is going to be 65. And when we get to become older, our eyes don't see as well. So mm -hmm. we have trouble with the lights. That's why you have people with the road glare and they can't see for the night driving. So a great way is to make sure that all your lighting is consistent from room to room. So when you're going from your living room into your kitchen or down the hallway into your bathroom, you want to make sure that you have the same type of lighting in there. And it's just, it's just fixtures and bulbs. It's nothing really fantastic. There's no special electrical things that you have to do. It's just making sure that the lights that you turn on from one room to the next are the same. So you don't have that terrible transition with your eyes. You don't have to worry about having those moments when oh, everything's dark, you can't see, or your eyes have to keep adjusting. It's not good for your eyes. Some of the other things that we can do right now in our homes are just changing our doorknobs to levers instead of the knobs that you have to turn and push. If you're building a home, the great thing to do when you're looking at building a home is lower your light switches about six or eight inches and raise your outlets about the same off of the floor than what they're standard at. That way if you are ever in a position where you're in a wheelchair or there is somebody that's disabled living in your home, they have an easier time reaching the light switch and then bending down to put a plug into the outlet. And of course having the switches on your light switches that are the push button instead of a lever is easier for people to maneuver with their hands. Just go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Those are some really good tips, though. Um, I know me, I'm fairly young as well, and I've bought a couple homes over the years, and it's something I've ever even considered is, hey, right now, yeah, I'm 25, 30 almost at this point, but 50 years from now, you know, should I have bought the house that <laughs> had three flights of stairs or, <laughs> um, you know, the, the counters weren't very comfortable or that type of thing? So that's a very interesting train of thought to have much younger in life. It is, and it, I think it's difficult for people, younger people, to think that far in advance. We don't, we don't want to think about what happens when we're old, when we're 30. That's not something anybody ever thinks about at that age. But it's a reality, and, and sometimes it's not yourself that's going to need these things, but maybe you have a parent that you're going to take in, or another relative that will need some special consideration that you want to look at. I think having buying a home is a huge purchase, and it's not it's not a fun process to go through moving and buying and selling your home. So if you can buy that one home that you absolutely love and stay in it throughout your life and not have to move uh, to a different spot just because there were some inconveniences in the home, it makes your life much easier. It makes it better for you in the long run than having to sell later on and start all <laughs> over again. Nobody likes to move. Yeah. I'm talking again about moving just because of little things. I've seen that quite a few times as well, and I find that fascinating. That's a really good point to bring up. Um, even, again, aging, having children. Um, I guess homes that 
maybe wouldn't sell as well that you know you have to try to sell later on down the road and so it's a very good a very good couple of points i really appreciate that absolutely okay. so we've kind of talked about alt little alterations we can make to the mm -hmm. house to kind of help out um say you're just starting what are some things you could probably look for that universally would be better down the road as far as homes i know we talked about two-story instead of a ranch is there anything else you can think of that kind of help out when you say just starting, you mean just starting looking for your home right now yeah, your that first you're purchasing? Home. Sure, it's the landscape is something that's huge too. It's easy to change the landscape, but it's not always cost effective to change the landscape. So if you look at how do you get, when you pull up into the home, when you, you pull your car into the driveway, how are you getting from the car into the home? Is there a hill that you have to walk up with a walkway? Are there stairs? How many stairs? What, do you have enough yard that if you ever needed to put in a ramp, could you put in a ramp? And a lot of people don't like the ramps. They're not always that attractive. So there's different ways to be able to put a ramp built into a porch so it doesn't necessarily look like there's a ramp there. But instead of one or two steps, you've got a nice gradual incline to get up there. So you want to start by looking at the outside of it. Is there a garage? And if there's a garage, is it under the house or is it you know, next to the house on the same level. How many steps does it take to walk into your home? And I would never say to somebody, don't buy a house because the garage is underneath or you've got 13 steps to get up to your front porch. What I'm saying is just be aware that this is the way it is and you want to think, how can I make that usable 50, 60, 70 years down the road for myself if I ever need to. And just be aware of everything that you're seeing in the home and how can you make a change to it. And should you start making little changes now? If you have walkway lighting, uh, that's huge. In the evening when it's dark out and you're coming home, and like we talked about, the eyes aren't that great when you get older, walkway lighting is wonderful to have so that you can see your path, you can see the steps if there are steps that you have to walk into to get into the home. When you get to the front door, what is the front door like? Most front doors are wide enough. You know, they should be about 40 inches or wider to be able to get things, you know, push furniture in, but it's also great if you have a wheelchair or a walker to use. But what if you have packages with you? Do you have a spot that you can set bags or boxes down to open your door to walk into your home? So maybe it's something as simple as saying, hey, let's build a little shelf over here on this corner of the porch, or let's make sure we have a piece of furniture outside. So if we have a couple of bags, we can set them on top of this shelf, unlock the door, and be able to walk in. And then it's simple things looking at your doorknob. Instead of the knob, maybe you can get the lever. Maybe you can go with the keyless entry for days when your arthritis is acting up and you just don't have it to twist that doorknob and, and push the door in. Once you've made it through the front of the house, then you just want to start looking at the hallways, the sizes of the hallways. Older homes have more narrow hallways than what the newer homes are being built with because we are now aware that people want to stay in their homes longer. So we're building houses with the wider uh, stairways, with the wider hallways and the doorways. So you want to make sure when you're walking through um, that you're thinking long term. What can, kind of an appliance can I get down this hallway? And of course, it's always good to think that now when you have to move furniture. <laughs> you, know, you don't want to buy the house and then realize, oh shoot, we can't move the couch in. <laughs> Who are we going to get to do this for us? So those are just little things that people can be aware of 
Where is the bathroom located? How accessible is it? What kind of fixtures do you have in the bathroom? All of that is completely changeable. You'll be updating your house. If you're going to live in a house for 50 or 60 years, you're going to be updating at least once, probably multiple times. Hopefully. On different rooms. <laughs> um, if you're renovating your bathroom and you know that you're going to stay in this home, chances are you may need some handrails in your shower. So when you're renovating that shower and you're pulling the old one out, it's not a bad idea to put some plywood over the studs and then put your tile over that. That way, if you do need to install the handrail, you don't have to worry about trying to figure out where the studs are with the tiles over it. It's pretty impossible to figure that out without some damage being done. You know that any place that you go, you're going to have some strength to be able to put up a handrail. So it's just being aware of little changes, little things when you're walking through or when you're renovating your home. Stop and take a minute and say, what if this was my situation or I had somebody in my family that had this need? What would I do? What would make it easier for me to do? Those are some really good tips, Piper. Thank you Thank for you. sharing that. You're welcome. Okay, so we've talked a little bit again about making sure your home's ready for the long haul. Mm. Um, in a lot of these areas that we've talked about with lighting and um, the walkway lighting and all stuff, they can be done eco-friendly. Oh, absolutely. And I know that's kind of your passion, eco-chic interiors. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about making your home eco-friendly. Sure. Um, there's so many products out there now that are geared for people that are concerned with indoor air quality, concerned with the environment, their carbon footprint, all these things. But we want to make sure that we're doing them in a way that is right for our family and right for our pocketbooks. So the price points are all over the place on things that we can do. But there's always little things that you can do. Just changing one little thing can make a big difference and you keep making smaller changes and all of a sudden you've done a lot. When you're doing those, the lighting, I'm a huge fan of the solar lights. They're, they, the sun powers them, at night they come on, they haven't taken electricity, so those are great and they're in so many different price points right now. You can find them everywhere and they're easy to install and easy to work with. So that's just one very obvious thing that people can do. When, we, when I talk about um, eco-friendly things with my clients, I like to remind them that it's not just the items that we're bringing in, but it's how you're living the rest of your house. So we can bring in all these um, earth-friendly items in your home, but if you're still using a lot of harsh chemicals to clean with, or you're still keeping everything all closed in, and you're not uh, letting your house breathe, you're still going to have some health issues. So one of the things I like to recommend to people is to look at their cleaning products and maybe make some changes there and not use a lot of the harsh chemicals that we have now and help everybody be able to breathe better by using natural items. And I give out recipes to my clients all the time to say, okay, try, try this recipe and see what you think about it. Natural fibers are always the best thing when you're talking about putting something in, in flooring. Um, I would prefer wood flooring over some of the vinyl flooring, just the less chemicals that they use to, to make it. But you still have to be careful when you're purchasing wood flooring. You still want to make sure that it's been treated correctly, that it's from the right kind of a source so that you're not purchasing stripped down rainforest wood. You know, you don't want to be ruining the earth to try and make yourself 
have a more healthier, earth-friendly home. Lighting is, is um, again, it's another hot topic with people. Everybody wants to use the LED or um, instead of the regular incandescent bulbs that we used to use, and those can be a little costly, but you really do save the money. They do last a lot longer. They are better for you. They take a lot less power. Um, you just want to make sure that you have the right kind of fixture for it. Not all fixtures can take just any bulbs. You want to check with whatever your lighting fixture is to make sure that you're using the correct lumens in your LED bulbs because they're not all created equal. <laughs> That's so true. And then I, I think another part to it is making sure that where you're purchasing products from, that it wasn't something that had to come overseas to get to you. That takes a lot of petroleum, there's a lot of fuel. How is it processed? How is it made? And then when it was brought in here, so what was that footprint like before it finally got to you and your destination? So the product itself might be well to use, but then it's how it ended up getting to you might not have been the best choice. So you have to kind of weigh that as well. There's a lot of things you've mentioned that I really, really enjoy. Um, that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than walking to a shelf and picking up a bulb. And um, I think eco thinking or you know eco chic thinking. <laughs> there's a lot more to it than just oh yeah, this is it says it's green like. And I, I really, really appreciate that about you know the industry and what you do. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty impressive. I like that. Thank you. Okay. So um, how can people find out more about you, Piper? Well, they can always go to my website, ecochicint.com, or they can find me on Facebook. I do every week, um, every Monday, I come out with a new cleaning recipe tip. So if people are interested in seeing more of those, they can go onto my Facebook page on Monday mornings and see what the newest recipe is or get some other tips throughout the week. Um, those would be the great ways. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. So thank you so much for watching. Um, I hope you enjoyed our first episode of the New Hampshire Business Show. And you check us more, more of us out at newhampshirebusinessshow.com. And thank you so much. And until next week.